The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Yes, Tuesday Club, this week's episode, coming to you a little bit late this week, and apologies for that. No real excuse other than we've got three busy boys, three tired boys here. We've got Kyle who's working hard, and uh, all hours in the dark, Shane's running and working and doing all sorts of rugby, and I'm on planes, trains, and automobiles, trying to commentate on rugby in the mist and fog. So apologies for that, but at least we're getting it out Tuesday night, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of current affairs as well as a little bit of rugby on this week's show. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got some great guests and some big sponsorship news of a few of our episodes. That'll be great. If you want to sponsor us here on the Tuesday Club, you can get in touch on social media at Tuesday Club Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore. And uh, yeah, some good times coming up ahead. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to talk a little bit about some goings on in the other sport, the round shape ball in Wales, in football, a few things there. Do we have a vaccine? The news on that. Donald Trump's gone. Shane's running for Wales and uh, some other news in around the rugby. So um, first of all, boys, before we get stuck into it, I want to say a big thank you uh, to all our followers on the Tuesday Club who, who gave me some really kind messages for my 50th birthday last week. And a special thanks to you two for getting involved and sending me some surprise messages. A lot of other guys who did that and made me cry for the last two hours of, of my day last yes. Friday. So th- thanks very much for that. It was very, very emotional. You were, I'm just waiting on the video now from one of your boys because I, I made sure he made a reaction video because I'm going to use that for a rainy day. Just you on the sofa <laughs> blubbering away. Nah, it was uh, it was quite, it was special because they fair play to the family. They left just had a bit of a tea party and a few drinks and and then. Um, my middle boy Ryan, he uh, he left it till about ten o'clock in the night, so I'd had a few beers, obviously, and I was you know pretty relaxed. But um, into the den where we got a big screen and uh, up he put it, and I just went, I went from go, you know, and of course it was just levels of that, and I didn't realise that Sean and my daughter was videoing me. Um, but really special, you know, you don't get to hear those sort of things. Obviously, you know, we're all tough guys, but. Um, really special so thank you for that pleasure mate hey, you wouldn't have had that if it wasn't a lockdown look huh <laughs> that's right, yeah. and all that. <laughs> huh? yeah. Yeah. we'd been in a pub yeah. somewhere right? <laughs> we would have been in a pub and it would have been a booze in me yeah correct so yeah, yeah thanks for lockdown yeah. for that right, yeah <laughs> hey, speaking, yeah. Of, so, speaking uh, of lockdown boys uh, uh, there is a, a silver lining there's a vaccine coming is there not is there but I hope so. Yeah, actually, actually, Sean, you might um, you might qualify for it first, isn't it? The old, the old <laughs> no, I'm, in the first. <laughs> I'm in the most vulnerable, certainly of the Tuesday Club horse. Yeah. Well, they said in the ninety percent success rate, and they tested hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people. Well, yeah, ninety percent. I take that now, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I'll take that, yeah. It's, but I've got to be honest, but I was um I was coming back on the train from Edinburgh today. Long story short, uh, my flight was cancelled. John Candy, planes, trains, and automobiles. But um, a guy I was with said to me, "Are you talking about the vaccine?" And he said, "Be honest now." He said, "Right at this moment, if you had the vaccine, would you be happy going up on the train International Day? Right at this moment, would you be happy in the crowd, Wales, England?" 
different train of thought now, isn't it? I'd be happy to go there now, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I just, look, I know we, we're going to go on the rugby and the rest of it, but uh, there's, if there's a vaccine and it's 90% success rate and they've tested it on a lot of people, then it's it's almost going to be something out of like a, a an apocalyptic zombie film. Like there's one place now that I've got this, you know, uh, this vaccine that'll make everybody immune or, you know, like a flu jab, you, you'll, you'll get over it or whatever it is. But they're going to start rolling it out to... They've got to send it out to the most vulnerable people, haven't they? So, after they've all been done, yeah, <laughs> yeah Sean, now he's in the he's in the fifty club. What 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 happens then once you've rolled it out? Or do you just give it to you know in regards to the UK, the NHS? Do they get it all first? Whoever comes in and goes on to the ICU ward, who are critically ill with it, they do they get it first? That, I think that should be the way. But coming back to the rugby, well, I they, I would they, go up they, there now. They, I, they should, they should anyway, and and let me tell you a story about this ninety percent thing, right? I had a vasectomy last year, and after the before the vasectomy, yeah, don't worry about it. Vasectomy, <laughs> the, the doctor told me he goes, I said, look, is this gonna hurt or whatever? I said, look, you'll be fine. Ninety nine percent of men are working the following day after having this done. I was like, oh great, can't wait because I've got actually got a dinner on tomorrow night. Yeah, you'll be fine. I came out of the hospital. And I was rough as you, well, you wouldn't believe. I don't want to get into it too much, right? <laughs> and they'd swallowed up to the size of a rugby ball. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so that shape as well. Come, yeah. And same, same colour same color as the old um, French Adidas rugby ball as well. It was, it was like, it wasn't good. <laughs> so what, what, I, what I'm saying is, if it is a 90% uh, a success rate, I'll be the 10% rate that, that doesn't... <laughs> Freaking work! Let me what, tell you. What do you think would happen though if you were in that ten percent? Would there be side effects, mate, or what? What would happen? I, well, exactly. Well, what it just means that you it doesn't cure it. I'm, it. I'm assuming. I don't know. Um, and you know that's not you know. If that's, the case, you my, that's the case. That's the case. I told you my vasectomy story. I, I, well, I, I hope it's not as bad as mine because that was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, Sean. Tuesday clubs uh, well, going down a dark road the last few weeks, boys. <laughs> It's not it's not about my recovery because I was fine. I was fine actually, right? But it was actually the process. So you meant to shave, didn't you? Right? Or a trim anyway, right? So I I'd forgotten to do that. So when I go, I was head coach of the Ospreys at the time in Morrison Hospital. So everybody sort of knew me. The guy that was doing the op knew me, he was a rugby fan. So I go in and the nurse says, uh, have you shaved? I said, Oh, I forgot. Hands me a little lady shave. Mm, one of them, right? <laughs> puts me in a gown, <laughs> puts me in the cubicle. Now, I don't, you know, that wasn't me. And so I've had a go. Mm, I've cut myself to bits to start, right? So it's, it's like, <laughs> and and she comes in because I'm in there while she goes, and she sort of goes, oh, you cut the view. Oh, and it's, there's hair on the floor, right? So there's the start now. Oh okay, I get it. So anyway, in you go. You're on the bed, and um, Shane will tell you they they'll put like a board, a little board, on your stomach, sort of. Uh, well, so you can't see what's going on down there, but you can see shoulders and heads, and you're gonna. And then he comes to the door. All right, Sean. I say, yeah, I'm fine. All right, you know. And you pitch it out and everything. And there's four or five nurses in there, Shane, all fussing around, oh, set, whatever, you know, scalpel. Right, and then there's one that comes and holds your hand like this. And this was like, you know, sort of an older nurse. 
and she's and she's chatting away, right? And she's lovely. And I'm thinking, oh well, in, they've seen one, they've seen them all. So anyway, every now and again, she's holding your hand, chatting away. So, oh, who have you got this week? Or how's it going? How's the boys? How's she? And maybe now and again, she has a little look. Won't be long now, right? <laughs> and it's quite disconcerting. But anyway, she says, um, the doc calls now. She, um, uh, Annie, Annie, I need, I need you a minute. Oh, okay, right off. Uh, Debbie, oh, over you come. So here comes Debbie now. Debbie's pretty young. I'm thinking... Oh, well, she's seen one, she's seen them all, and Annie goes, she holds my hand, and Debbie doesn't say anything. And she's having a right good look. She's glancing over the board more than several occasions. So I think I better start some conversation here, isn't it? So I say, uh, oh, so uh, how long have you been working here then, Debbie? She says, oh, I don't work here, I'm just on a work placement. <laughs> <laughs> and she's seen all my bits. Just coming for a browse, hey, man. Joe, Joe. Yeah, well, you know, the worst thing was for me, right? The, the operation isn't that painful, is it, Sean? It's fine. And like you no, say, there's loads sorry. of people standing around, right? And this this doc, well, doctor comes. I thought he was a doctor. He's about 60. He looked like a proper old school doctor, well-dressed and, and great. So he kind of takes me in now. And he's sitting the the side, well, standing up on the side where my head is now. I'm thinking, I'm waiting for him to start. Like, next thing, this lady comes in and starts work down the bottom, eh? Which, all right, fair enough. And this, this doc, well, I thought he was a doctor. I don't know who the hell he was. He starts stroking my head while I'm just lying there. <laughs> for, about, for about 20 minutes. And I was like, I was so caught up with that. And I was so uncomfortable with this 60-year-old man just rubbing my head. But <laughs> I'm like naked on the table that I completely forgot about the operation itself. And they're tugging their way down there and, and cutting <laughs> And I was just, I just thought, oh, please, just let this be over, because I don't know this guy. Like, I don't even know the guy's first name, and he's oh. stuck in my head while I'm having my bits played with. Like, boys, bar. Uh... <laughs> I tell you what, what right? We're off to a play yesterday. What an experience! <laughs> I right, sorry. I, I will, I will finish. I will finish on a high. Right? I came really? home. I was really ill. Right? I was really ill. I, I even fainted that night. Right? Because I, I, I had a bleed. Anyway. The next morning, we had pastors working on the house, and I could hear I could hear the guys talking on the landing. And one of them goes, "Yeah, I got to. I, I won't be here um, next week," he said, "because uh, I got to go in and I'm never vasectomy." I said, "Oh, hold on a minute." So I got out of bed. Right? This is where I was. I went over to him. I said, oh, "You want a vasectomy?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why?" I said, "I've just had one." He goes, "Oh, did it hurt?" Right. So I dropped my trousers and just showed him the size of it. It was black, like I said, size of a rugby ball. He got on the phone. He was going, love, I'm not having this done. He said, I can't do it. I said, I've been in Shane's house on the TV. There's no way. And I honestly think to this day, he still hasn't done it. So I'm really sorry to his wife um, oh my God. For, for doing that to him. They're all right. They've got eight kids. They're fine. Oh, yeah, they're fine now. Why? They'll have 12 after lockdown. The, the Tories don't like Gamble well, very much. <laughs> I, have, anyway, I, have, uh, I haven't got a vasectomy. I haven't got a vasectomy story, boys, uh, to tell you. But all, any, I, listening, Kyle, all I can no, say from that is there's a doctor somewhere this, and a nurse somewhere that goes round in dinner parties going, hey, you know, Sean Ollie, I've seen his bits. And then the other one goes, hey, you know, Shane Williams, I stroked his head while he was having his bits chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> That's their claim to fame. Hey, hey, I hope he was a doctor. He might just have been some random. <laughs> I think he's the janitor. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to show the Tuesday Club is not exclusively a rugby no. podcast, which no. we never designed it to be. 
so fair play. So talking of vasectomies, um, what do you think of Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh. Well, what can you? Say? There's nothing you can say about that Trump now. It's just it's no shock to anyone, is it? The guy is absolutely crazy. It, I I just I'm glad I'm glad in a way I've. Obviously, uh, Sean knows, uh, whilst we've been in this lockdown, obviously filming for Outlander hasn't resumed. And um, one thing that is a, a massive bonus when you've joined Outlander is you get to go to different countries and do these conventions where you get to meet all the fans and they're all lovely, lovely people. But because the cor- uh, coronavirus has stopped all that, we, I've been doing virtual meet and greets. So Zooms like this now where we get to chat with the fans for an hour. And... and um, I was sitting here on Saturday afternoon and we I was there and I was chatting to a, a few ladies um, all from different parts of America and I had my phone just below the screen and I have notifications from BBC News and um, we were strictly told no politics in these virtual meet and greet chats, we're not allowed to talk about politics, you know, everything that was going on and then <clears throat> under the corner of my eye it popped up BBC News, Joe Biden wins election, Donald Trump has lost and I just goes, Oh my effing God, Joe Biden's won, yes! And they all just sort of go, what, wait, wait? <laughs> like, we weren't supposed to talk about it, and I just told them that they've got a new president. But they won't mind me saying this, that I'm, for one, I'm glad, right? I'm an opinion, opinionated person, this is my opinion. I, for one, I'm glad that they have got that buffoon out of the most powerful job in the world, because let's face it, whatever they do in America, it affects the rest of us especially us in the UK. I think the film Love Actually got a spot on with Hugh Grant when they just, when he fronts up to, who plays the American president in that? Bill, whoever he is. They front up to him and that will never, ever, ever happen with the UK. We will always be America's little bitch. I'm sorry, I swore for the first time on Tuesday Club, but that's what we'll be. So I find I'm glad that Joe Biden's gone in. And yeah, do you know what? No, no, None of these men are... are you know, angels or whatever. This one side saying this about Joe Biden, and then the other side saying this about Trump. Um, that's politics, man. It's that's, it's that's for politics. me. It's the the lesser of the two evils. And one thing that I think I've nailed that I should go straight into the top in, in American politics. If you keep electing seventy to seventy five year old men who have those old school narrow minded views on life and women and different races and nations then you're gonna get a country that you know that that comes out of so you know they they were well, going Joe Biden's 77 mate. exactly i think donald trump's 75 isn't he you know 77 by the time hey, this guy he should have gone for kanye west <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah nine million dollars and he got six hundred thousand votes that's what nine million dollars buys you in a presidential campaign do you know who uh, would be a brilliant US president? Beyonce. Yeah. Now, I went to see Beyonce, right? I've never felt a woman so powerful in my life. It was immense. It was brilliant, it was. Oh, she had me in the palm of her hands. Just amazing. Amazing. The messages, just the way, the confidence, her ability, obviously. But she'd be awesome, wouldn't she? I'd watch she all was the amazing in uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yes, she was, yeah. <laughs> the spy who eat me. Yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah. I, or Michelle oh. Obama, something like that. Yeah, she was I'd good love to too. Like that. Yeah. But I was going to say something then. And, um, 
the, to be fair though, it was great comedy value, the Trump stuff, wasn't it? Do you remember in the early part? And he had all his people around him and he was signing like treaties and um, passing papers and he'd sign it like that. And then he'd hold it up like that to the, to, to the camera and people were going, <laughs> if they were drawing things on, like a stick cat with an arrow and cat <laughs> with a K. <laughs> Painted by he, numbers. He, like. he is comedy gold, isn't he? He is comedy like, gold. And, and, you know, they've they've done... <laughs> I don't know. He just, I, I, it frightens me though that people like that have that much power. And but, but scarier the people that vote him in. Oh you see, yeah. You, you see them, you see them walking up and down outside the White House with uh, submachine guns, like saying that, uh, oh, you know, Trump, Trump's the best thing ever, and uh, we're ready for war if it kicks off. And uh, I just, it's all, it, it's all a, you know, it's a hoax, and uh, it, it's all false. And and I'm thinking. Jesus Christ! They're allowing these people like to support this guy, and he, they're just as crazy as him. I can't, I can't understand how he's still today. Now this is Tuesday. He, Joe Biden won on Saturday. Today, even today, he's saying, "I will not concede the presidency. I haven't lost. I've won." It's like, mate, the votes, the votes have been counted. How can he? What, what are you going to do? And he, ah, he said, ah, no, there was some poll watchers missing in in a state. What do you mean? They got poll watchers, and they. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah poll yeah. watchers. They got these people who go in and watch the polls and make sure that, and the public can go in, um, that they've been counted properly. I mean, come he, on. I think he's just lost. throwing. He's just a big baby. He's a big giant orange baby who's now throwing his toys out of the pram for me. And I'm for one, I'm glad that there's somebody in there that actually believes that coronavirus is real because he was just going, oh no, it's it's fake. Coronavirus is from China. It's fake, and he does all that sort of stuff. Until he supposedly added. Now, anyway, moving on to bigger <laughs> news in the homeland, Cymru. We may have some Hollywood stars coming in and taking over one of our football clubs. Shane, you like you to follow a little bit of football. Wrexham, we yeah, remember back yeah. in the day, Mickey Thomas, Dixie Dean, all them. Mm. Is it Dixie Dean? No, Dixie Dean played for Everton in the 60s. <laughs> well, I, Dixie I McNeil. Yeah. Yeah, Joey Jones. Um Ryan Reynolds, Hollywood star, Deadpool, of course. What's all that yeah. about, you reckon? Well, I, he's obviously he's obviously seen some potential. It's one of the oldest football clubs in the world, isn't it? Isn't that true? We'll see so that anyway. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, well, I, I'll say that. I haven't got a clue, but uh, <laughs> I think it's something like that. Um, he's, you know, he's seen the history there and... It's, let's be honest. If he is, if he is going to buy something or take over from Wrexham, it's not going to cost him much, really, is it? No. <laughs> can, uh, no offense to anyone from Wrexham football, but it's true, isn't it? He can put whatever he wants in there, take it over, have a little, have a little bit of fun. Football manager, like we used to play when we were younger, and and it's great, isn't it? It's great for Wrexham. It's great for uh, brilliant. But it is for Wales. It is. Yeah. I, I love Ryan Reynolds. I, I like him as a character. I think his films are great, apart from the Green Lantern. Is it? Is that the one? Yeah, he doesn't well, talk was, about that, does he? That really? <laughs> no, that, that was that was a bad time for him. But but he's done all right since, hasn't he? So he and, and, right. he's. I like him. I like him. So hey, why not? Great for Wales. Yeah. Great for him. Fantastic for Wrexham. And because it's owned by the fans, isn't it, Wrexham? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and they and they're deciding now whether they're going to allow the takeover. Is that right? So the vote Correct. is open, right? All yeah, right. Okay. And it closes tomorrow, uh, sorry, Sunday night. And yeah. uh, they have 75% of them have to vote yes. 
God. So, so they waited for a bigger offer to come in, are they? From Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> or yeah, something. From uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise is coming in to buy. Ryan, oh, Ryan hold on a minute. Yeah, Ryan, I'm, we're just going to have to hold you back a bit because you know, we're waiting for uh, Seth Rogen or whoever the others are to come in and put an <laughs> offer in. But Do you know what? Do yeah, in, in true, great, isn't it? In do true, it, let's do it. True Welsh fashion, you know that those seventy-five percent of those people are going to say, "Well, no, I don't think I want a movie star to come and no, uh, think so, take man. over the club." <laughs> you know what's going to happen um, on the radio this <laughs> evening. Um, the football writer for oh, the newspaper, the main newspaper up there, was on, and he's a part of the fan ownership, and he reckons he, they'll easy do it. He said oh, easy, God, God, and, and we. And we'll know next Monday, yeah. But what, what, Kyle, what, is there something more than the football? Why does a Canadian Hollywood superstar want an interest in Wrexham Football Club as an actor? What, what, what's all that about? Tell, tell me. Um, well, I don't know. Let me give him a text and I'll get back to you, see what he says. Um, no, I don't know. It's something I've always said to my dad, you know, as a kid when you're growing up and. You boys will probably know, you You talk to your dad about your dreams and what you want to achieve in your life, blah, blah, blah. And when I was going off to drama school, you know, my dad would always give me the, you know, oh, you'll make it, boy, you'll make it, this, that, and the other. And I always said, oh, dad, you know, I'll buy you a mommy, a box in a Millennium Stadium or Principality now. I'll buy the Ospreys. You know, I don't know. I guess for somebody who's outside the sport, if you have got that money, maybe it's just like a hobby, you know. Um, it's something that... If I had money, I wouldn't actually, knowing what I know now, wouldn't put it into rugby because you never earn money really with rugby, or so I understand. Um, but I don't know. I, I heard you're buying Tata Steel. Okay. Who told you that? That's not supposed to be out in uh, Wales Online are going to have this now, Shane. Our friends over at Wales Online, yeah. and that's not supposed to be common knowledge. Come on now. Oh. Uh, uh, you're going to come back for a season for me, or I wasn't going to ask you here on the podcast, but. Uh... <laughs> Put me, yeah, put me on the wing there, by have you? Have you right? <laughs> I was hey, putting well, well, on the row. subject of, um, well, on the subject of football. Any news on Ryan Giggs? Oof. Oof. God, I don't know. I don't know. Are you the UFC going to sign him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he went there. <laughs> oh, it's not good, is it? It's not a good. It look. is. It isn't good for a national treasure like Ryan Giggs no. to be in those sort of reports but he hasn't had a, a very good five or six years in the press as he let's be honest um normally you well he stayed out of the press for a long time other than his football and first off you have all that stuff with him and his brother and his missus and his brother's missus or whatever that was that was all a big scandal and now allegedly we have to say um he could be in a bit of trouble there with a bit of um an issue with his yeah, current he's not, girlfriend he's not be found guilty yet does he but no but I don't Still. know. What do you think? It's like, you know, I suppose it's for a football fan, it's like somebody coming up to me and going, oh, did you hear about uh, Shane? Oh, yeah, you know, he done this to, uh, and this and such. It's like, you, you can't, I suppose the football fans who are fans of Ryan Giggs are probably like heartbroken, like, no, no, and we'll defend him to no end. But if that's the case... You, you and you probably have heard that about me as well, Kyle, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, look, uh, Giggs was, you know, Giggs one of my heroes. I, I love Giggs as, as a footballer. And uh, uh, it's, uh, you, you like to think that it hasn't happened because he, he comes across like a quiet, doesn't he, personality yeah. and demeanor and everything. And obviously things that have happened um, away from the cameras is always going to be magnified when you're that kind of person. And, 
and you've got that kind of following, really. So, you know, I'm still hoping that that uh, you know it isn't as bad as it sounds. But at the same time, if it has if it has happened, then you know it needs to be dealt with, doesn't it? And yeah. and it yeah. shouldn't happen. So it's it's a difficult one, really. And and I suppose until we all know. Um, what has actually happened? It's a hard one to comment yeah. on. Really, but, uh, well, we just hope it doesn't affect, yeah. affect the boys too much because we got some big games coming up when we got international friendlies. Then, you know, we want to qualify. I want to go to the Euros next time. The last one, I've gutted. I missed out on that that Euros. It, it looked amazing, didn't it? Right. Yeah. I, I don't mean to rub it in, Sean, but I was there. <laughs> oh, you go most places, mate. To be fair, yeah, it, was, it was. It was amazing. It was, a, no, no, it was amazing. And, no, the next one will never be no. as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may never go again. <laughs> the next one. Oh, it was no, the best thing not. I've ever done in my life, and the next one's not going to be as good. No, no. Boys, it, we, we, we couldn't possibly follow up. We have to talk a little bit of rugby. Um, you know, it's, it's all grown now, Byron Hayward news. Uh, Wayne Pivak's always obviously under pressure. People be looking at uh, listening to this. We got Ireland on Friday and if either James Lowe gets a first start, let's just have a comment on him, Shane. You know, winger, yeah. qualified, scores tries for fun uh, for Leinster. What an addition to yeah. their squad. Oh, look, Leinster got an uncanny knack of doing it, haven't they? You know, um, they've done it with Aysen Isewa and players like Rocky Elsom. They bring them over. They're a big part of, of obviously, the, the Leinster community. They bring give loads of experience to the players around them. And uh, yeah, James Lowe, I think no one really knew much about him, did they? You know, he was a Hamilton boy, played for the Chiefs and, and I think he had a, a played for the Maoris. And I seen him play and I thought this, you know, this kid is pretty special. No one was speaking about him and he went to Leinster. Um, he's one of their best players, isn't he? As simple as that. He's played a lot of rugby for them. He's a great winger. He works very hard. He's a big, strong boy. He scores tries for fun. And now Ireland have got the... Um, the pleasure of being able to use him on the weekend. Um, and he's going to create huge problems for us. He really is. He's a great player. Um, but that's why Leinster are so good as well. They, yeah. They've got this uncanny knack of putting good teams and, and players together. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually look, I'm excited to see him go in, uh, really. I hope we can stop him, but I don't think we will be able to. He is that Mate, good. Before I ask Kyle about the feel of the nation as a Welsh fan, um, just very quickly, because as we're recording this, Wales haven't announced their side who goes up against him? Does George North come back in in light of uh, Wales' last performance? Well, I don't think anyone really played well in in that performance, really. And and I'm talking, you know, the full full squad, the players on the field and off it, really. Um, I think you know Liam Williams now has had a couple of games in his uh, under his belt, so I'd like to see him uh, keep his place. And if he keeps his place, you know, we all know Lee Halfpenny's going to be there. Uh, if Liam Williams keeps his place, then Josh Adams starts as well. So probably. Wouldn't be the chance that you know George North be chomping at the bit to play, but I don't see much change from that performance really. Um, you know, I'd like to see Liam Williams play again because there was a couple of bits, bits where he got into the game a little bit more, but again the game was that bad that you know he's probably thinking, oh, I need another eighty minutes in this Welsh jersey to go as well. So feel for George because he you know by all means he's been training really hard, he's training well, he's got a good attitude about him because he wants to play. But um, I think it'll still be the uh, still well. I think it may be the back three that played against Scotland. I'd like to see Lewis back at, um, have another oh, crack pal. as well. Yeah, my mate, uh, me, me and Lewis. Our mate. Our mate, sorry. Yeah, more, more, yeah. My, more so with me. I got on with him better. But um, <laughs> I play no, Xbox with him. 
don't just put him on the squad and bring him on for five minutes at the end. It's just that's just not worth it. I'm sorry, it isn't. Um, I don't think the game will will be tight. I don't think it's going to be one of those matches. So, you know, either he starts or he has half a game. I ho- I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I kind of feel just when Kyle, we mentioned Lewis Vissamit there, Sean. Before you go on, I kind of feel for all the um, the new caps, the young cap players, because like when we had Lewis on the show and he was like, you could see he was. He was Chomping at the bit, like Shane said, to get in, get it, get that cap. You want to play for Wales, you want to play for his country, and you know, and he's good enough to do so. And now we're going through this sort of process where it doesn't really look like they know what they're doing or what they're trying to achieve. And I kind of feel for them going into this sort of environment or whatever's going on in the camp. And, you know, it's going to look back and be like, well, you know, if only I got my cap a year earlier when we won a Grand Slam and we went to the semi-final of a World Cup. And now we're just going to remember them getting their caps. And, you know, yourself, boys, how often is it that somebody is on form for their club and they get a cap and well, they don't, they don't come back? He's got time yet, mate. He's got time on his side, right? It's probably, it's probably not a bad thing that he's missing out on some of these performances at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shane will tell you that. It's better to be coming into a side that is on it with a bit more confidence. But let me give you a stat, Kyle. I want to ask you what the mood of the Welsh fan is at the moment. <clears throat> because the Ospreys lost, okay, it was Lens on the weekend. The Blues lost uh, yesterday. Scarlet's miserable, squeezed by Zebra. Dragons got some COVID issues, didn't play. Quick stat here. <clears throat> 19 games the Welsh regions have played in the Pro 14, right? They've scored a total of 30 tries. Leinster scored 26 on their own in five, right? Scarlet's only scored four tries in five games. Now, all right, they've won, they've won a couple. They've squeezed a couple. But that, that at the moment, every team is missing. Uh, Edinburgh last night, I commented on, I'm missing 23 players. Everybody's missing players. Wales' performances. What's the mood of the Welsh fan, Kyle, in one minute? Uh, the mood is uh, frustrating. It's frustrating to see. I remember a time. Um, it might. It might have been when you were still at the Ospreys. Uh, the both of you actually. Um, obviously, this wouldn't concern Shane because he would have been on international duty. But it seemed to be that sometimes when all the boys, the Fab Four, and everybody went to the Ospreys, and it was a big chunk of them that left. You know, they were still winning games, or you were still winning games, Sean. And you had confidence then in the youth that was coming through. People like Big Gerd and Reese Webb and that, and they would come up and they would front up and play. But you just can't see it now. You know, I briefly put on the Ospreys on Saturday, and I'm back in the same routine as I was last season. I watched the first 20 minutes, and then I turn it off and watch Strictly Come Dancing. I mean, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. But that's 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 yeah. how frustrating it is. I don't know what it is. I had an argument with... Um, a journalist on Twitter a couple of weeks ago about why the Welsh regions do so poor. And to be honest, though, I should probably should have done a bit of fact-checking before I dived into a Twitter debate, but uh, I didn't. Someone wrote money and I went, yes, capital letters. But who knows why? Uh, people talk about grassroots. You've got some Jiffy saying that there's a lack of skills in the Welsh game at the moment, skillful players, and we're not training them to be as skillful as you know somebody like Shane was. Like You watch Shane when he was playing. You, you never know what he's going to do next. And that's what made him so good because he had the confidence to play, confidence to do it, and the other team never knew what he was going to do next. So, it- uh, Well, it's incumbent on the union and the regions and the clubs and the coaches to ensure we develop players. And uh, this is where we are at the moment, and fortunately. And uh, well, things can only get better. I can't see it going much better on the weekend. Um, it's only going to get better weather-wise, 
because um, fog was a massive part of my commentary last night. I don't know, did you see? We just completely lost yeah. pictures. Couldn't see a thing. Unbelievable. Ever, never had that before. Played in a couple like that, but well, that was tough. But uh, quick prediction to finish then, boys. Um, good show going off on uh, different tangents tonight. <laughs> Probably <laughs> seeing a different side of Shane, Kyle and Sean tonight. <clears throat> quick prediction for Island Wales on Friday, Kyle. Um, Island 39, Wales 12. Optimistic, Shane? Uh, yeah, see a score of one try, seven, uh, 13, 27, 13. Uh, I, yeah. uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think we'll Three do better fun. than people think I do. I think it'll be, I think it'll, I'm with you. I'm gonna go 25 18 to uh, to Ireland. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a much better performance up, but uh, let's see how we go. We'll have a beer and watch it and uh, trade text. But thanks, guys. <clears throat> thanks, Shane. Thanks to all you listening this week. Yeah. Tune in next week. Some big news on sponsors. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and look out for next week's podcast. Don't forget, fire some questions, anything you want. Ask Kyle Reese, Shane Williams, myself, Sean Holly, anything you want. That's bye for now from Tuesday Club. <laughs>